the word perfection. And until last night, I didn't, until yesterday, I didn't know where I was going with this. I said, praise God. I had a lot of thoughts on it, but I didn't know what the Bible said. I didn't know what was actually there. And I thought, well, I'm going to do, uh, you know, the Bible talks about us being going on to perfection. And uh, Jesus tells them in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48, he said, be ye therefore perfect. That's hard, isn't it? Even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So you've got to be as perfect as God. Amen. Praise God. And uh, that's, that's kind of hard. Now some of you might be saying, well, I'll let you know I am perfect. You are perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Praise God. That's like the gentleman was asked, the lady gentleman was asked, he said, do you know anybody perfect? And he's like, yeah, my first, my wife's first husband was perfect. Praise God. So, but, <laughs> amen. But perfection, we got to be perfect. And let's talk about that. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we love you, God. Thank you, Lord, for this day. I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be with us. Lord, help us, dear Lord, as we get into your word. Help us, dear Lord, as we learn of you. And God, we're going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. When you look at perfection, amen, then you must ask yourself the question, who is the judge of what is perfect? What is perfect? Now, I know in the business world, when you're washing windows, when you're uh, manufacturing windows, when you're manufacturing homes, when you're doing all these things, there come, there, there's a thing called a, 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 a thing of acceptance. Amen. Not every home that's being built is exactly perfect. Not every window that's being squeegeed. Someone comes by and they say to me, they say, you missed a spot. And I'll say, just one? Man, am I good. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Because I'm sure there's more than just one. And so, uh, but um, I had a lady, she was so precise on everything that one day we went into her home, Justin took his shoes off and she stopped him and said, is your socks clean? I, I, it took me off guard and I said to Justin, I said, let's just do something different. Praise the Lord. And uh, she was a pharmacist. She asked me, she says, am I precise, too precise or too? I said, to, the way I explained it to her was, I said, you know, is every 50 milligram aspirin exactly 50 milligrams you put out? Or is there a little variance there? So there's sometimes there's a, a variance. But there's an acceptance on that. Praise God. And we know that God is the judge and that he's the one that can say whether it is perfect or not. Amen. So he has the right. We know that no one actually is perfect. I hate to bust your bubble, but nobody is perfect. Praise God. And we know that we can't reach the state of perfection. Um, I've read books of men who tried to reach the state of perfection and came up with so much frustration. Um, you know, I thought about it the other day. If I could become perfect, then I would not be perfect because my perfection would come by self and self is would make would contaminate my perfection. So 
to totally become perfect in that sense, I don't know how we're going to do it. But I know what the Bible is actually saying about perfection. I've often thought that, you know, when the Lord said to be perfect, that he was talking about a mark to shoot at. We need to try our best uh, in school. Try your best to do the best you can do. In anything that you work at, anything that you do, I, I, I tell the people that I train, I tell them, I say, look, you can squeegee, worship squeegee that window in just a few seconds, but if it's not clean, they'll know it the rest of the time. But it could take you a minute. It could take you twice the amount of time. But if you do a proper job, they'll know that you did a proper job, and they'll never know it took you twice as long. And so make sure when you walk away from that that it looks good. And so we need to do the best with what we can. We need to shoot for that perfection. In Matthew chapter 5, when Jesus concludes his part of the message by commanding his disciples at the end of chapter 5, he looks at them and he says, you need to be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. When you look at this word perfection or perfect in the Greek, it means more to be complete. Praise God. You need to be complete in what you do. Praise God. And so it, he's talking about a completeness. It's like a completeness in parts. It's like a, a, a motor. A motor, your car especially. It has to be complete for you to be able to drive it to get here today. If the transmission didn't line up to the motor, or the starter didn't line up to the, to the, uh, to the crankshaft, then your car would not start. It would not be complete. It would not be perfect. But since it's perfect, you were able to get in it, turn the key, turn it over. You were able to put it in reverse or drive, and you were able to drive it down the road. So the, the, perfectness, the perfectness of that engine being complete, praise God, uh, allowed you to bring or allowed you to use that car. And that's what that word means. And so when Jesus was talking to them in Matthew chapter 5, he said, therefore, uh, be ye therefore, he's complete, even as your Father in heaven is complete. Praise God. And so I'll help you understand that a little more. Praise God. Because, amen, when you apply it to people, it refers to completeness in perfection or to be complete. When a child is born, praise God, you look at that child He's got all these fingers. All, that's what I did when my first child was born. I made sure the fingers were there, the arms were there, everything was there. Praise God. And you look at that and you even see the, say the word, he's perfect. Boy, she's perfect. Praise God. And, and you say that. Why? Because they're complete. They're there. Praise the Lord. In Job 1.1, Job, amen, is said to be perfect. The Bible said God looked down and he said to Job, he said, Job, he said, look at the man Job, he told Satan. He said, he's a perfect and upright man. He used that same word. But a little later, praise God, we know that there was fault in Job. Because in Job 9 and 20, it says, for fault is found in him. And then in 42 and 6, 
Job himself said, I know I've done wrong. I know there's fault inside of me. But God called him perfect. Amen. Praise God. And so what was God saying when he called Job perfect? And that was he was saying that Job was complete. He was complete in his relationship with the Lord. He was doing his best to live for the Lord and to walk with God. He may not, now this is here, here's where it is. He may not be perfect, but he's headed towards perfection. God has a way of calling things in the past as they are in the present. The Lord said to Gideon, thy mighty man of valor. Praise God. And Gideon was what? Hiding behind a wine press. Because God was telling Gideon, I know what tomorrow holds for you. And so I can call you that because I know today like I know tomorrow. And when the Lord says, I want you to head for perfection... What he's saying is, he's saying, I want you to get on the road to perfection. Praise God. Amen. So, what he, was he saying to Job? He was saying that Job was perfect on his way. He was on his way to perfection. Praise God. Job wasn't perfect. He had sin. He had, he was, you know, he had things that he struggled with. He, he put his pants on just like every good-blooded man did, and he just struggled. But God said, hey man, he was perfect in the fact that he was perfectly on the way to where he needed to be to be saved. And so, what Jesus was saying here in Matthew chapter 5 was that one should be balanced, praise God, in his living for the Lord, amen, and his rightful living. And just like a motor is balanced when it's running, it's perfect. That motor's running perfect because that's why it's, it's getting to where it's going to go. And God's saying, praise God, that when we become perfect in, in the way that we're living for the Lord and walking with God, does that mean we don't have sin? No, we get sin. Does that mean we don't get out of balance? Yes, we can get out of balance. But what that's saying is we're on the road to perfection. God is perfecting us. Amen. God is making us well. Jesus was telling them just in chapter 5, he was telling them, he said, don't just love your friends. He said, praise God, but, and, and, and your neighbors, but love your enemies the same. He said, get yourself perfect. In other words, amen, don't just love some and be unbalanced. Don't just love some and not get it together. But he said, love everyone. He said, love everyone and get in perfection. In other words, do it perfectly. Live for God perfectly. Amen. Are we going to be perfect? No. Now you ready for a pastor quote. I'm going to start calling these pastor quotes. Amen. Here's, here's a pastor quote. Let the same understanding for those who are not close to you to be like those who are close to you. I'm going to say it again. Let the same understanding, when you understand others, let the same understanding for those 
you are not close to, be like those that you're close to. Isn't it amazing how we can just overlook the problems of the ones we love and the other ones, praise God, maybe not quite so bad. And we see that's unbalanced. That's not perfection. Jesus was saying to them, you just don't love your friends and your neighbors in that chapter. He's saying, if you want to be in perfection like God does, because God loves everyone. God accepts everyone. God cares for everyone. Aren't you glad God cares for everyone? Praise God. He might not care for me. But Jesus was telling them in that chapter, he said, you need to go on to perfection like God is in perfection. And God's love for everyone is the same. And he accepts everyone. Well, Brother White, you don't know what they're doing. I know. That's fine. But that's not between me and them. That's between them and God. God will take care of it. Well, Brother White, they might do something to you. They might do something to you. But not, they can't do anything to me other than what God will allow them to do it to me. And if I keep a good spirit and just continue to love and move on, God will protect me and watch over me. But I have to continue to love them. And even though I don't think like them, and even though I don't understand them, and even though they disappoint me, I've got to continue to love them if I want to be perfect like God's perfect. Because God loves everyone. And so that's what he was saying there. And there's a scripture to back up what I'm saying to you. In 1 John 4 and 18, it says, There is no fear in love. Here's that word again. But perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath turmoil. Torment. We know that. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So what he's saying there is, when we love some and not love others, we're not in perfection. And when we're not in perfection, it opens the door for the devil to come in. Because when you don't love, you don't have God. You see... Praise God. You can lock out fear by loving those who are close to you. you. It's easy to love them. I love them. I can handle them. I like to, you know, et cetera. You don't have to pick out curtains with them, but praise the Lord. It's, it's easy to love them. It's easy to love my kind. Praise God. It's easy to love that think like I think. It's easy to love, you know. But it's harder to love others that maybe someone that has, you know, we, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying to you. It's harder to love them. And when you don't love them, you're not in the perfection of love. And you've opened yourself up, praise God, for the devil to come in and cause you to have fear. Because until you have perfect love, in other words, until you've loved everyone like Jesus was talking about, in Matthew chapter 5, that's why at the end of that chapter he said, Hey man, you need to move on to perfection. Like your heavenly father does. You need to love like he does. Love everyone. Praise God. Love everyone. Amen. And he says until you do that, 
You know, when COVID came, uh, I was working at a bank. It was really cold. And I was working at a bank. <laughs> and uh, I was working at a bank. And um, this guy walks up to the door. And I reached over and I opened the door for him. And he's like, oh, thank you. He's like, I didn't want to touch that door handle. And it was nice and cold, and it, they probably sprayed it a lot. And I looked, and inside his hand was a wad of cash. And I'm thinking, do you realize what's on that cash? I mean, the cops can pull you over if they want, get your wallet out, and run their, their drug sensor over your money, and a lot of your drug dealers have put their money in with the cocaine in that. It's got cocaine and stuff on it. Praise God. And he's sitting there holding this water cash. And I'm thinking, you don't want, you're, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're upset about the, 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 the beer and you're drinking the liquor. <laughs> you know? And sometimes we think, oh, when we love those that we care for, he meant, but then when we can't love those that are not close to us or those that we don't understand, when we're constantly in a state of hating people for certain reasons, hey man, then we are opening the door for the devil to come in and there's not that perfection of love that the Holy Ghost gives us and that brings fear in. You see, because every one of us, we think, amen, we think a certain way. There's a certain way you think. And when you live in a world where you just love everyone and you just accept everyone and you just let everybody be what they are, you may not agree with them. But on the other hand, praise God, the problem's not between you and them. The problem's between them and God. And so, amen, you say, well, the problem's between you and God. God's going to have to deal with that. But I, I love you, man. I told someone, if God left me in the door of heaven, there's going to be a lot of people I'm going to be like, yeah, come on in. Get in here. I don't want anybody out. Praise God. But the thing of it is, amen, when we don't love everyone, Jesus was telling them in Mark chapter 5, that's what he meant for perfection. He meant when you only pick and choose those that you love, you don't have perfect love. Because perfect love will cast out fear. You see, when we get to heaven and we stand before God, we're going to have to feel really assured of His grace to save us. And if we have the kind of mentality that we're very judgmental and we're very down on others, then we're going to sit there thinking that God is going to be judgmental and down on us. But if we live in a world where we love God and we love everyone, even those that have hurt us, we love them. That's the perfection he's talking about. And that will bring us into perfection. Praise God. You see, God's word will take us into perfection. 1 John 2 and 5 says, 
But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God. There's that word again. The love of God is going to get us through. That's what's going to save us, is the love of God. Praise God. I'm going to read it again. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God. Perfected. God's love is going to be perfected in us by the word of the Lord. <clears throat> it's like Bible studies tonight that we sit in where the preacher preaches to us and says, we need not to even allow Satan to cause us to get bitter towards someone and hate them because that is him opening the door. You know, we have emotions. We've got feelings. We've got, uh, you know, we've got, we do have emotions. We do have a will. And if the devil knows that, and he can work on our will. Has, has, has the devil ever got you cranked up, sitting there, all of a sudden you're angry? You remember the, the man that broke down at the farmer's, near the farmer's house at 3 o'clock in the morning? He had a flat, he didn't have a jack, and he started down the road, and he saw the farmer's house, and it was 3 in the morning, and he, he just knew the farmer would get angry with him, and, and so he knocked on the farmer's door, and the farmer opened real nicely and said, Hi, can I help you? And by this time, this man was so worked up, he said, You can keep your lousy jack anyways, and turned around and walked away. How many times has the devil caused you to get so upset over someone or something, praise God, and all the time you are opening the door for the devil to come in and make havoc in your life. Praise the Lord. So, and then we get the preaching of the word of the Lord like we're getting tonight that tells us, amen, this is how this is happening. You can't allow the devil to do that to you. That guy that cuts you off on the highway... Praise God. The devil's like, yes. Now they'll get so angry. They'll call them something. They'll say something to them. Praise the Lord. And that'll make them not care about them or not love them. And that will open the door for me to come in and cause havoc in their life. Because perfect love casteth out all fear. Praise God. Fears of the devil. The Bible said that God is not the spirit of fear. Amen. And so the word of the Lord helps us be perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. We're in Christ. You see, our perfection comes from Christ. When we become perfect, it's not in myself, but it's in Christ. Colossians 2 and 10 says, And ye are complete, what? In him. My perfection is in Christ. Amen. You see? And so, I'm complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. He tells us in 2 Peter 3 and 18, he said, but grow in grace. Grace is God's ability to forgive you. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So, we need to grow in Christ. Growth is an amazing thing. Praise the Lord. You know, children are born. And I, I imagine pediatricians really go through it. So a, a, a person can bring one of their childs to the pediatrician, and they can say, hey, my sister's child was done potty training, 
at two years old. Mine's going on two years and one month. Is, is that okay? She's like, she's probably like, yeah, just, just work with it, okay? It's going to turn out. Or she could come and she could say, hey, man, my sister's child learned to walk at one years old. And mine hasn't walked in these uh, a year. Is he getting up? Does he have the strength? Is he this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just be patient. He's, he's there. He's working on her. She's working on it. You understand what I'm saying? It can go on and on and on, talking. Some children talk early. Some talk, children talk later. Praise God. And then, uh, you know, and so uh, some grow up, amen, early. And some wait until they're in their 40s to grow up. But the thing of it is, amen, there, you know, and that's probably not a good example of being perfect. But the, the thing of it is, amen, you know, it's, 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 we all do things differently. The child that potty trains real fast may not talk so fast. So it's just, it's the perfection. But you look at that child. It was funny, years and years ago, I said to, I was working at a house, and there was, he's had to be a four or five-year-old. And I said to him, I said, hi, how are you doing? He and his school was starting. And he said, I'm going to Brook High. That's a high school. He's four or five years old. I said, oh, you are? He says, yeah. I said, what's four times four? He didn't know. I thought, boy, I hope you're not going to high school. Praise God. But for four years of age, four times four, he should have told me what it was. But he didn't tell me what it was. Praise God. And he shouldn't have because he was only four or five. You understand what I'm saying? So he was not perfect in his, in his age. His perfection. Praise God. What he was. Now, w- once he went to high school, he's a mortician now. So he probably knows what four times four is. Amen. You, you understand what I'm saying? There's a, there's a perfection there. Uh, Job was not perfect in that he was sinless. But on the other hand, hey man, he was where he was supposed to be. We, when we come to the Lord and we get saved, you hear me tonight. Some of us elderly need to really take note on this. We look back and we think we got to where we was overnight, but we didn't. It took us a lot of years to get where we are. And when you have a new saint come into the church... It might take some time for them to mature. You know, the amazing thing is, hey man, I've watched people go into a profession and they've picked it up right now. I mean, just caught it, clicked it, good. And then a year later, they didn't even do it anymore. And I watched those that went in and picked up that profession and they struggled with it. And it eventually clicked with them. And they're still in that profession today. It just takes a while. There's growing, but they're working on the way to perfection. And you need to be patient with them and let them need as much time as we did to grow in the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Paul tells us in Hebrews, praise God, the fifth chapter, He said to them, he said, there was a problem with some of those. He said, you guys are still on milk and you need to be on meat. 
Praise the Lord. So when the Lord told them, he said, you need to move on to perfection. In other words, you've been how many years? You know, it was cute. I was in, I was in Houston. I was in the unemployment line, and there was a gentleman in front of me. And that gentleman in front of me, praise God, he walked up to the unemployment lady, and he said to her, he, she asked him a question. And he said to her, he said, I'm sorry, me no understando. And she asked him a question again. He said, I'm sorry, me no understando. And she looked at his papers and she said, you've been here 20 years and you don't understand. She said, would you like to go to the back of the line? Okay, ma'am, what do you want to know? (laughs) He'd been here 20 years. He better understand some English. Praise God. And, And that's the thing. She knew that he was not right. And when we're living for the Lord, there needs to be some maturity there. Praise God. And, and that's what takes us on to perfection, is that maturity. We're becoming perfect. Amen. And getting there. But once we have repented and been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, we need to allow the Lord to work on us to perfect us. Praise God. Hebrews 6 and 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to what? Perfection. Praise God. Now, you know, go on to it. Get get on to perfection. We need to perfect everything in our lives. Amen. Not laying again the foundation of repentance and dead works. You don't have to go back and repent and be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost all the time. You can start on. Amen. And faith towards God. You can start on, amen, learning how to win souls. Learning about the Word of God. Learning about, you know, who God is. How God created the heavens and the earth. You need to go on learning that stuff. That's what, go, that's what going on to perfection means. Praise God. And so we need to go on to perfection. Praise God. But it is a continual cleansing. All the time, both of the flesh and of the spirit, thus perfecting holiness. Second Corinthians 7 and 1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In other words, learning what holiness is. And and saying, I want to be holy. Holy is separating from things that are not pleasing to God. That's what holiness is. And living like you should. Dressing like you should. Walking like you should. Talking like you should. You need to perfect that. Amen. It's not good when somebody has lived for God a lot of years not living in holiness. Not living, you know, praise God, the way they should. But you cannot do this alone. This is something that your perfection does not come alone. Amen. You need a ministry to give you that perfection. Ephesians 4 and 11 says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. What? For the perfecting of the saints. It's the ministry that gets up here and preaches to us. You know, I mean, before I get up here and preach, I sit down and I talk to God and I say, okay, God, what is this? What is this perfectness? 
Help me to understand it. Help me to preach it. Help me to give it to the people so that they might bless them. And so that's what happens when a ministry does that. And so when the minister gets up and he preaches that, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, there are areas that I don't know nothing about. Other preachers get up here and preach. I think it was David Bowley got up here and he preached. No, it might have been Jason. One of them got up here and preached, and somebody came up and said to them, I know exactly how you feel. And I was like, I don't know anything how you feel. I've never had that fear. That fear. And so preachers, ministers get up and we can minister to different people, different ministers. I love it when we have a variety from our pulpit, praise God, because it ministers to different people. Praise the Lord. We all don't like the same things to eat. And it's great whenever you have different ministers that minister. Praise the Lord. But Ephesians says he give God gives it to the church. He calls the preachers. <clears throat> he calls the ministers. He brings them. Every time God brings a minister to the pulpit, it is a gift from God to the church. What? For the perfecting of the saints, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. What? Until we come into the unity of faith. Until we all come and we are claimed to be perfect. We're perfect at that point. God's made us perfect. Amen. <clears throat> and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of fullness. Praise God. So, when the Lord appears, when the Lord comes, when the rapture takes place, so when Christ appear, the Bible tells us He can present Himself to a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Ephesians 5 and 26 says, that he might sanctify and cleanse the church, cleanse it with the washing of water of, and of the word. The word and the water and, 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 uh, is cleansing us, making us perfect. So when the rapture takes place, all of a sudden, we're going to be in the perfected mode, and God is going to say, all right, and we're going to lay them bodies down. Those things that flesh that you struggle with so much, you will lay it down, praise God, that he might present it unto himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle and any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish, praise God. You see, our holiness or our perfection does not come in us, it comes in us being in him. Praise God. It comes in us being in Him. When we are in Christ, we become perfect. Praise God. Amen. We become what He does. Now, I'm going to read to you what Paul says. I think he writes it very good. Paul says it very well. And I found this. I thought, this is wonderful. Philippians 3 and 10. Paul says that I might not... That I might... That I may know him. Praise God. Aren't you glad you want to know the Lord? How many wants to know him? How many says, God, I want to know you? He said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. What he's talking about is when you were buried in the water in the name of Jesus and come up out of that water, it washed away your sins 
And when that happened, you know what the power of his resurrection. The Bible tells us that we are crucified with Christ. And some people think we don't need baptism today, but that's another question. And the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death, you have to die out to yourself. If by any means I might obtain the resurrection of the dead, that I, that I can be resurrected in the spirit. Not as though I had already attained. He's like, I'm not already perfect. I've not already made that. You know, you say, well, <clears throat> I repented of my sins. I was buried in baptism. I come up the next day. I got angry and said some things I shouldn't have said. Praise God. And that's what he's saying here. He said, I've not obtained the complete perfection. Praise the Lord. Not as though I have already obtained. Either we're already perfect. I'm not already perfect. But I follow after. I'm still on the road to perfection. That I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of Christ. Christ has got a hold of me. And I'm doing my best to get a hold of him. Do you understand this? Praise God. 13. Brethren, I count not myself... To have apprehended. I am not complete. I'm still struggling. I'm still asking God to forgive me for things. But this one thing I do. Amen. I, forgetting the things which are behind. I'm not letting my past sins beat me down. I am not letting my past problems beat me down. I was reading a book. It was really good. It says people who look in the past only to learn Praise God, are wise people. But people that look in the past to condemn themselves are not. And so he says, I, 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 I'm not, amen, I'm not looking in the past. I'm not digging up the past. Praise God. Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching for the things which are before. I'm putting forth my energy to live better than I did yesterday. I'm not wasting any of my energy beating myself for what I did wrong yesterday. Praise God. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. What is that? Perfection in Christ. I'm allowing Christ to make me perfect every day. Let us therefore as many as be perfect. There's that word perfect again. Once again, we're not perfect. He already said that before. It could be very frustrating unless you realize it actually saying, let us therefore as many be working towards being perfect. Be thus minded, and if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. And so God's going to even work some things out. Even though we are not living in a perfection now, God can keep us blameless. 1 Corinthians 1 and 6 says, Even as the testimony of Christ has confirmed in you, so that ye come behind in no gift, wanting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so all the time we are working in, for being perfected, God is making us blameless. I'm sorry, Lord. I, I got angry today. I shouted at that guy. 
Amen. I'm sorry, Lord. Amen. I, I did something wrong. Whatever, whatever you did wrong, God continues to make you blameless. Amen. And continue to make you, amen, uh, blameless on your road to perfection. And in one day, praise God, in one day, we will be made perfect. 1 Corinthians 15 and 52 says, In a moment of a twinkling of an eye at the last trump, that trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and, be, and shall be changed. For the corruptible, corruptible means that you can corrupt it. If you put steel out, it'll start to rust. It's corruptible. Praise God. Must put on corruption. Mortal means death. And this death must put on a, a body that doesn't die. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality. So when the rapture takes place, all these problems we're dealing with, physical, mental, whatever, praise God. God is going to say, hey, you were headed for perfection. You kept your life in the road for going towards perfection. Because that's what Job did. Job was not a perfect man. When they said to Job, well, you've sinned. He said, I've sinned. But he said, I haven't sinned and hid it from the Lord. He said, praise God. But he was not perfect, but he was on the road to perfection. So we are on the road to perfection. We need to stay on that road. Let's stand. Praise God. And all along, we need to allow the Lord to keep us blameless. Because one of these days, amen, I know there's times, one of these days, when, when either I die or the rapture takes place, at that point, I'm going to become perfect in him. I know there's times in my life when I shut my eyes and I say, God, I try so hard. I'm, I need your grace. I need your grace. Praise God. And I'm thankful for your grace. And I never want to misuse your grace lord perfection amen lord we love you we praise you for this day we thank you lord for this lesson god we're asking you lord to let us depart from this place but not from your presence god continue to go with us be with us let us uh, live for you walk for you talk for you all the days of our lives and god we're going to give you all the praise all the glory all the honor in the precious name of jesus we pray can everyone say amen